she don't need no Instagram. She just uses Instagram. We're listening to Trump files delusional motion and new federal criminal case. Wasting our energy and nutritional resources. Lee do he posts on his social media something a, a, a threat basically that was if you come after me I'm coming after you Smith could have marched straight into court and asked that his release conditions be violated they were already pretty lenient as it is I mean his you know his property manager in the Mar-a-Lago case he had a hundred thousand dollar bond set and can't leave the southern district of Florida the confines of that and he's just a lowly property manager right like he didn't come up with this plan by himself this is all Trump being the mastermind. But Trump's conditions, you know, because for whatever reason, he isn't treated like anybody else. He has almost no conditions. No bail, no passport taken from him, no restrictions on travel. And here's a guy with his own 757 that can go wherever he wants, right? But one of the things, one of the standard conditions is no new crimes, right? No, Don't intimidate witnesses, don't commit crimes, things like that shouldn't be hard to, to do. And even the judge looked at Trump in, you know, and said to him and spoke directly to him and said, do you understand, Mr. Trump? And he said, yes. But of course, what does he do? He can't control himself. He says, if you come after me, I'm coming after you. And taken in context with another post that he had where he called all his prosecutors, and there were many, uh, and Joe Biden, the fraud squad. Anyway, Smith could have walked straight into court and asked that his release conditions be violated and that sanctions be imposed, which could have been anything from incarceration, house arrest, monetary bail, bail travel restrictions, you name it. But instead, Jack Smith decided to take a more measured approach, and he swiftly, though, went in and asked Judge Chutkin for a protective order, pursuant to Federal Rule of Criminal Procedure, uh, Section 16D1, kind of like the one he has in his New York case, which is basically a protective order means Donald Trump, in order to receive uh, discovery early, so all of the documents and case file and everything that Jack Smith has, he's not entitled to this until right before trial, but Jack Smith, who's trying to get this thing going quickly, wants to turn it over to him with a, a good, you know, even said with like a, a digest and, you know, kind of pointing to these are the important areas and a and a you know table of contents etc to make it as easy as possible for him but he said in order to do that I want a protective order which means there will be limits on what you can do with this information right and what Jack Smith said the reason I need this is because look at this post that Donald Trump just posted about if you come after me I'm coming after you he will intimidate witnesses he could use information that he learns from these discovery materials about who has testified what they said um you know him he has shown he has a track record that he will go and intimidate witnesses i'll talk about it publicly and you know that will negatively affect the trial and it will impact jack smith's ability to ensure a fair trial that is not in any way prejudiced by public statements so smith requested this protective order which is reasonable and also said if Trump has any comments, and this was this was immediately done on, on Friday, and said if, if Trump has any comments, he should have them by Monday, and he'll be uh, available to meet and confer any time over the weekend, phone calls, emails, whatever it is. 
But rather than making proposed edits on the protective order, his lawyers instead wrote a motion asking for more time, saying we can't possibly re respond in this short amount of time. But Smith immediately fired back and said, well, you had time to ask for more time. You could have used that time to make proposed redline edits on the proposed protective order. And since his lawyer, John Loro did the what they called the full Ginsburg on Sunday. Uh, he appeared on all five Sunday news programs, and I guess that's a reference. I, I read somewhere this is a reference to the Monica Lewinsky lawyer, Mr. Ginsburg, who did this uh, during the Clinton scandal. Went on all all the shows. You know that wouldn't be a good look to the court saying, "Oh, we can't. I don't have time to to answer your motion, your order, judge, because because I'm on TV." So uh, the judge basically swiftly again all over the weekend denied this request and ordered him to respond by Monday, which he did. So this response in opposition to the government's motion for, for a protective order accused Jack Smith of being overly broad and not narrowly tailored to address only material that presents a particular particularized safety or security concern, right? In other words, he's saying, he's saying don't make all the material uh, protected or you know limited instead just certain things that might be quote-unquote sensitive and he says that this request John Laura his lawyer said that Trump's lawyer said that this request the government's request to restrict all the documents regardless of their sensitivity is contrary to established law and Trump's First Amendment rights and um, uh, to resolve this, he requests the court adopt a more narrow proposed red line that he attaches and as an exhibit uh, to the order uh, to shield what he calls only genuinely sensitive materials from public view. He says this more measured approach is consistent with other protective orders and um, it would also, uh, the government could also protect the highly sensitive categories of material, expedite the flow of discovery, etc. So in other words, what's happening here? What he's saying is, you know what, I don't want all my documents uh, under a protective order because you know what that'll do? That will limit his Trump's ability to try this case in the court of public opinion. Why? He has no desire to try this case in court ever because if you do go to court, and witnesses are put under oath and cross-examined and cross -examined, and prosecutors are put to their burden to prove a case beyond a reasonable doubt. He doesn't want that because you know what? When, when, when that happens, he is going to get convicted. The evidence is overwhelming against him. He doesn't want that. Instead, he wants to lie and intimidate and bully and try this case in the court of public opinion. And that is not okay. Judges don't allow this. In any other case, they would never allow this. Why? Because that can impact potential jurors and impact the trial. It impacts the integrity of the trial and witnesses, right? Witnesses don't shouldn't be intimidated and allowed to, you know, be bullied. And look, given Trump's track record, this is not a, you know, kind of it might happen, right? Trump does this. He already has proven he can't stop threatening, bullying, and intimidating anyone, witnesses, prosecutors, anyone in a case. In fact, he did it the day after he was arraigned and, and promised he wouldn't. So why is Trump being treated differently than other defendants? Legal scholars would argue because he's running for president, so he has an even heightened free speech right and protect 
prospective voters, they have a right to want to know about these charges against him, and he has a right to defend himself because, after all, he's innocent until proven guilty. And I don't disagree with that in theory. And Trump makes it a point to constantly point out that this is his opponent's Justice Department that's doing it to him, which is really not true. The Justice Department, actually, Biden's Justice Department said, we don't think, given the fact that Biden is running for office, that the Department of Justice should do this because of the reasons Trump is pointing out. And so what did they do? They appointed an independent special prosecutor. Trump doesn't like that, but that's what happened in order to uh, get away from this idea of an opponent doing an investigation and a prosecute and prosecution of him. So, you know, that's just one of the disingenuine claims that, that his team is making. But the other thing that's really, uh, really just disingenuine to me is, you know, his lawyer is, is claiming that Trump has a free speech right, that all of this infringes on his free speech rights, right? He's running for office, and therefore there is a heightened, uh, a heightened kind of sensitivity to the fact that he has the right to free speech, and, um, and that that has to be very, very narrowly tailored. But, you know, what they conflate and what they mislead people on and what, what I think everybody needs to educate themselves on is that the, free, the, the, the right to free speech, the First Amendment, it's not absolute. Not all words are protected all the time. If that were the case, you know, then there wouldn't be any limitations on speech. But there are so many examples that have been, uh, people have talked about all over the news on the last coming days on restrictions on, on free speech. You know, what they say is how, you know, you, can yell, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, you know, to create havoc in a stampede when there is no fire. That's not protected. Or, you know, every time you want to hire a hitman, um, you know, not that people do that regularly, but any case where somebody uh, went to hire a hitman and they say they don't do the murder themselves, they don't pull the trigger, they don't buy the gun, they do nothing but say words to the hitman, and and you know that person will be prosecuted for murder in the first degree, higher than the person who actually pulls the trigger, and those are just words. And you know, the other examples are every conspiracy case where two people agree to commit a crime together, right? You can't just turn around and say, oh, free speech, we agreed to commit a crime together, or every fraud case, every time you, you defraud somebody, it's always with words. But again, that is not, you don't have a free speech right to do that. And, you know, we could give example after example after example of this. And, you know, I actually was contacted by one of our listeners over the weekend, Leonardo from Canada, who I thought made a really good point, which he said that, you know, it's, it's even worse, right? You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Everybody knows that example, right? That's, that's not protected speech. But even worse would be if a fire chief went in, knew there wasn't a fire, yelled fire in a crowded theater. People would think, oh, wow, he's a fire chief. He's in uniform. He must be telling me the truth, and they will rely on that. And again, you know, he, that, that makes it even worse. And Donald Trump is, is the fire chief here, right? He's the guy running for president, and he's the one who, when he says these things, it's not just like anyone else saying it. And, you know, he, he, people listen to him and believe him, even though he lies 
bullies defames another thing that's not protected you're not allowed to defame people you know you can lie that's okay but you can't lie in order to defraud someone you can't lie and commit a crime lying is protected speech but you might be held liable for defaming a person or guilty of a crime have you heard of senescent cells also known as zombie cells these old worn-out cells no longer serve a useful function for legal AF. You get to respond to that, right? I mean, look, Jack Smith gave a very brief statement telling people there was an indictment and not much more. But he also goes into, you know, in his in his um, in his motion, he also posts. This is I don't get it at all. He posted a a photo of Joe Biden that had a cup of coffee saying, you know, Joe, a cup of Joe never tasted better, but this was a thinly veiled reference to the indictment. I don't see that at all, but that was in his motion. He also makes the claim that we've heard him say over and over again, well, the DOJ waited two and a half years to bring this case, so the fact that it's bumping into the election is not Trump's fault, it's, you know, it's um, the DOJ's fault, and he shouldn't get, you know, he, he shouldn't, they shouldn't benefit from hamstringing Trump, and, you know, this motion is trying to, you know, but this protective order request, um, Jack Smith is trying to censor my political speech. Uh, you know, these are all things we've heard before, and, you know, it sounds familiar, and really what he's going to do, he also asks for more time to respond to this, you know, because why he wants to delay. Um, but the bottom line is that the right uh, that to infringe on someone's constitutional right, it does have to be narrowly tailored because it's a right. But this protective order does seek to limit the disclosure materials uh, in a way that is narrowly tailored, given who Trump is and what his track record is and how he constantly, constantly is trying to try this case in a court of public opinion and thereby potentially uh, infecting a jury pool and uh, their ability to be fair and only listen to the evidence as opposed to things that they've heard or read, and same thing with witnesses. Now, there's a proposed red line, okay, so really what he, what, what the Trump does through his lawyer is he goes through the protective order and he um, makes red lines or changes to what he wants in the protective order. So the first one comes uh, as paragraph three of the protective order where it says, the defendant and defense counsel shall not disclose materials or their contents directly or indirectly to any person or other persons um, assisting, other than to people assisting the defense and other persons to whom the court may authorize disclosure, you know, authorized persons. The defendant wants to change that to from just not to disclose materials to not to disclose sensitive materials. He also wants to add in there not just to his defense team or people assisting, you know, the people who work for his lawyers, um, but he also wants to add volunteers. Okay, there are volunteers to his, uh, you know, to his. Um, with the Fries app, you can always save big on your favorites with personalized coupons and deals, so you can spend less to his cause, I guess, that he wants to have access to uh, this sensitive materials. Now, I don't know who these who these volunteers are, but that's what he wants to, to put in this order. Uh, he also 
says in his order, in his proposed order, that uh, he wants to define sensitive materials as, again, the government's asking that everything be protected. He only wants to do sensitive materials, and he, he proposes a definition that includes things with personal identifying information, which Jack Smith had also had in there. Um, you know, anything like grand jury subpoena material that Jack Smith also had in there, um, material obtained through sealed warrants, again, Jack Smith had that in there, sealed orders obtained by government uh, filter team, which is like, um, they go through, when, whenever there's like a, like if you, if you were to go through Rudy Giuliani or John Eastman's cell phones as a prosecutor, you put a filter team in place, meaning someone who has nothing to do with your case. And what they do is they look for um, attorney-client matters because Rudy Giuliani and John Eastman, presumably, just to name two lawyers, have other clients other than Donald Trump. And those any communications on their devices would be protected under the attorney-client privilege. And so what they, the filter team does is they just filter that out. And the prosecuting team never gets to see that material. So that, that was in there. Um, and uh, what he crosses out, though, okay, what he crosses out, um, Trump, is what the prosecutor wanted in there, which was recordings, transcripts, interview reports, and related exhibits of witness interviews. Okay? And, uh, and they cross that out and replace it with information regarding the government's confidential sources or which may or which may jeopardize witness safety. So basically what he's asking for is, I want to know who your witnesses are, and I want to be able to talk about them publicly, and I want to be able to uh, put pressure through my my henchmen and others, and, and frankly bully them, put what their statements are out there and contradict them out in the public realm. So he also crosses out materials obtained from other government entities. Uh, so the, so um, basically, uh, that's the next kind of um, the next kind of section. Oh, he also wants the government to conspicuously mark all such sensitive material. Whatever. Um, another section, you know, Jack Smith says the parties may include designated sensitive materials in any public fi filing. Um, and, and Trump adds, without leave of court, if all sensitive information is redacted, the parties may further file unredacted copies. You know, he just wants to be able to put sensitive material out there. And similarly, um, it goes on and on about sensitive materials more, uh, that they can introduce unredacted copies of things. You know, He just wants to be able to put everything out there, again, to try this case in a court of public opinion. So this is where we are. We have this proposed, uh, this proposed order from Jack Smith, and then we have the response from Trump, which is kind of uh, ridiculous, and it is also disingenuine. And um, you know, and instead of, of you know, he, he basically you know says. Um, Let's treat information regarding the government's confidential sources or which may jeopardize witness safety. You know, let's not treat that as sensitive, you know. Um, I mean, let's treat that as sensitive, but not witness transcripts or recordings or interview reports, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's not automatically sensitive. So that makes no sense, right? Why would it be that, that you know, that... Yes, okay, you might have a government source, and, and that person might be sensitive, but their information and their statements aren't. Again, that just makes no sense, and that could jeopardize people's safety. Also, you know, look, these, um, 
you know, by limiting the protection, you know, to materials that implicate confidential sources or would jeopardize a witness security, what he's doing there, he's basically forcing the special counsel, you know, to have to identify who those people are, what materials go with it. And by doing that, in, in some senses, you're outing them, right, and putting them in danger. So the other thing is all of this would potentially slow things down and delay uh, the litigation because, you know, you have to go through all this, which, of course, is what he wants to do, um, is, you know, a protective order you know, here is one more vehicle for him to delay his trial because he doesn't really want a trial. Uh, and so he just wants to be able to make extra judicial statements, you know, where he could, you know, um, prejudice a jury pool and intimidate witnesses because uh, that's what he does. And, um, and I just think that, you know, you're going to see a very strong reaction from Judge Chutkin. I think she's going to... Um, you know, she's not going to like what Trump did. She's not going to like that he, you know, right away, immediately after she told him not to do this, that he did. Um, and that he is violating her release terms. And so I think she's going to have a strong response. I think she's going to potentially do a protective order the way the government is requesting. She might put some limits on it, but I don't think she's going to uh, put the limits that Trump's lawyers have requested and allow Trump to try this in the case, uh, in the trial, in the court of public opinion, which is what he wants to do. So the saga continues. All of this was over the weekend, and so everybody's working hard over the weekend. And, uh, and hopefully Everybody we'll hear from the court soon. And when we do, weekend. we'll be back with more hot takes. Me and my co-hosts, Ben Mizellis and Michael Popak. I'm Karen Friedman-Agnifilo uh, from Legal AF. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, thank you so much for being so supportive and for being great. Let's see, lock him up. Christopher Perez, Trumper Prison. Supported and for a Hey, yo, Trista, what are you doing? Shout out campus, student radio at the university. Supportive and for being great followers and for being so participatory. I loved that uh, I get emails, I get, you know, communications, people give ideas and thoughts, and, you know, having such engaged, uh, an engaged audience has really been great for all of us and super helpful, and uh, keep up the good fight. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report. Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Lock him up. Lock him up. Oh, okay, it's live. Trump more desperate than ever after arrest. 12K watching. His worst nightmare is here. Folks. No, old white man. Wait, why don't you chip into my campaign? It said he was not a very good person. 
I was surprised, but the article was right, sad. And then Trump goes on sad. to say, I never said anything bad or even slightly inappropriate to little Mike Pence. What I did do was make him, over the many people who wanted it, Stop giving him preference. Trista for press. Stop giving him preferential treatment. Um, call the DOJ 202. Uh, tell Jack Smith. Jack Smith, not Jackson, Smith, to stop giving the president of the United treatment. States. Disloyalty in politics is alive and well. MAGA exclamation points. And by the way, the threat to Pence is not merely yeah. hypothetical. Pence was threatened over the weekend in New Hampshire by a group of Trump supporters. Mm. And then Trump reposted a video of people threatening Pence in connection with these posts that we're talking about right here. So folks, this is dangerous, dangerous stuff. And we're just getting in the filing by special counsel Jack Smith to talk about what he is responding to, what he says. And he says that Trump's legal team is trying to try this case in the media rather than the courtroom. And then the reply brief quotes extensively from Trump's lawyer, John Loro's media tour over the weekend. And we'll show you that in just a moment on CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Quote, the defendant's proposed order would lead to the public dissemination of discovery material. Indeed, okay, that is the, the beginning. counsel, Jack Smith, for Donald Trump's attempt to overthrow the result. Two judges, one Judge Tanya Chutkin, a law and order federal judge in Washington, D.C., presiding over the latest criminal case brought by special counsel Jack Smith for Donald Trump's attempt to overthrow the results of the 2020 election. The other, Judge Eileen Cannon, a nonsensical Trump lackey, a federal judge in the Southern District of Florida whose corruption appears to be matched by her stupidity. In the past 72 hours, we've seen Judge Chutkin reject Donald Trump's delay tactics, while Judge Eileen Cannon invited Trump and his co-defendants to introduce more delay tactics into her proceedings. Let's talk about what went down. Let's talk about Speaking sex, of baby. law and order judges, a federal judge in the Southern District of New York, Judge Lewis Kaplan, granted E. Jean Carroll's motion to dismiss Donald Trump's cross-complaint against E. Jean Carroll for defamation. And Judge Kaplan also struck down many of Donald Trump's affirmative defenses in this scathing, scathing order. Donald Trump has been making posts on social media day after day, almost 
hour by hour since his arraignment last week, posting threats at witnesses like former Vice President Pence, threats at Special Counsel Jack Smith, and threats at Judge Chutkin. Enough is enough. Special Counsel Jack Smith called Donald Trump out in a recent filing for his posts, and I mean recent, just before we went live. Special Counsel Jack Smith just responded to a motion that Donald Trump made for a protective order where Donald Trump posted a photo of President Joe Biden drinking a cup of coffee and said that that was somehow taunting Donald Trump. Meanwhile, Mitch McConnell was booed in his home state of Kentucky by MAGA Republicans who have taken over the Republican Party. Imagine devoting your entire life, like McConnell did, to a party that hates you, despises you, calls you a rhino, and is led by Donald Trump. Donald Trump, someone who led a chorus of MAGA Republicans this weekend mocking the U.S. women's soccer team for losing to Sweden in the World Cup. Yes, the party of gas stove conspiracies, green M&M outrage, bathrooms, Hunter Biden's non-consensual nudes, fake whistleblowers who are actually spies of China or... Russian oligarchs, believers that the Barbie movie is a communist plot against the United States government. This is the monster you enable. This is your legacy. Back to normal world, President Joe Biden is calling out MAGA Republicans who voted against his Infrastructure Act for taking credit now for projects being brought to their states that they voted against President Biden, making it clear who brought these districts these specific projects. And finally, let's talk about a critical vote in Ohio on Tuesday. It's called Issue 1, where the MAGA Republicans in that state want to require a supermajority for passing constitutional amendments since they realized that a majority of people in the state would vote against radical MAGA policies like that of taking away a woman's right to choose which is on the ballot in November, which would likely prevail uh, with a majority vote uh, ruling against what the MAGA Republicans want there. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Brett and Jordy, good to have you here. MidasTouch.com, the new destination for pro-democracy news. It is off the charts. want to remind everybody, make sure you go to MidasTouch.com. We have a lot to discuss, brothers. Ben, I think we picked a good weekend to launch MidasTouch.com. I'm just going to say it because keeping up with the news this weekend and this rapid fire back and forth between the prosecutors and Donald Trump and the judge was a full-time job in and of itself, and we were covering it every step of the way. My adrenaline right now is just like pumping from the constant news that is coming in, and as we started this uh, show tonight, we got the Jack Smith response, not Ooh. skipping a beat. Jack Smith firing back at Donald Trump's truly deranged, 
insane motion. I think that we should really get into this stuff as quickly as possible today. We got a lot to cover, but of course we got to toss it over to Jordy. Jordy, how you doing today? What's new in your life? Everything going well? I'm doing really great. I'm pumped for tonight's show. Quick tangent. Right before we get started, Ben, so just one second. So we announced on the show last week, I'm going to be a dad. I'm really excited about that. My wife, she, she has these cravings, though, these days. And let's just say, like, when we ultimately get the food that she's craving, by the time it comes to us, she doesn't want it anymore. So I just find myself consistently just, like, shoveling food in my mouth that we bought that she doesn't want. And it's along with me saying, I'm really full to start the show. We just had a lot of Taco Bell. But, hey, we're going to make it. We're going to make good. We're going to do a good show. I'm pumped. Okay, a lot of information you're sharing with our Jay. I'm going to have to make to. I think for the information that our viewers actually, well, I think they, I think they care about no, it. They, they, they're, they're excited about it. These Taco Bell have, or we're clearly excited for Jordy being a dad. The, the Taco Bell cravings and your eating habits, you know, we can save that with the brothers chat. But the Midas Mighty, blame your wife, family. Jordy. Just the big family. Just throw your wife under the bus for your Taco Bell eating. Well, okay. don't phrase it like that. <laughs> So good. So, look, here's what went down after the arraignment. Donald Trump made a post, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. And then on Friday, Special Counsel Jack Smith filed a motion for a protective order. Then over the weekend, Donald Trump filed like a 20-plus page motion saying that he needed more time to address the protective order. The court was like, no, file your protective order motion on Monday. That's what went down. And by the way, a no-nonsense law and order judge in Washington, D.C., Judge Tanya Chutkin, an Obama appointee, but someone who really respects the law here, and she was wasting no time with Donald Trump's games, and she goes, no, respond on Monday. We are moving this case along. Also, a court date was set for August 28th, August 28th, where a trial date will be set. So you have Judge Tanya Chutkin moving this case along, and then Donald Trump's team actually filed this protective order motion, and then just moments before we went live, Special Counsel Jack Smith responded to it. So all of that has happened like over the weekend, and now Special Counsel Jack Smith responds. But first, let's turn to Donald Trump's motion for a protective order, because it is a truly deranged filing, and he includes a photograph of President Joe Biden from a post that Joe Biden makes. I guess Donald Trump, because everything is projection and confession, because Trump is using his social media platform to threaten and intimidate witnesses, Donald Trump perceives a video that Joe Biden posted of himself from his personal account, drinking a cup of Joe with a dark Brandon mug, by the way, something that was originally coined by MAGA to mean F you, Joe Biden, but the actual curse words that Joe Biden turned into a joke. Somehow that is a threatening video, and Donald Trump says that President Joe Biden was mocking him 
for being indicted by posting that video of himself drinking a, a cup of coffee, and therefore Donald Trump says that they're you're not not making this up. That therefore there needs to be changes to the protective order that special counsel Jack Smith proposed. By the way, just a protective order keeps documents confidential from the public, like things that involve brand jury secrecy. The parties have access to access to it. Dark Brandon. Complaint about Joe Biden. and all okay pretty stupid complaint about Joe Biden uh, Trump's Stupid complaint about Joe Biden is just a cover-up for the fact he threatened Mike Pence. Just cover-up for a fact he threatened Pence. Pence. And, and all the prosecutors. Lock him up, Trista, for prez. Trump for prison. Uh-oh, there was a problem with the server. Wonder if it, uh... Ah. Like witnesses whose lives can be threatened if information is. Midas Mighty Paul DOJ disqualify. What about the fact he threatened Mike Pence, a witness in this case, and all the prosecutors? Hosted by people like Donald Trump, who testified before the grand jury. That stuff is standard fare to be kept confidential when it comes to criminal cases. And in Donald Trump's proposed protective order, he would basically turn that entire concept on its head. So when you actually delve into, okay, well, what is Donald Trump? 
proposing in his protective order and why. You look through his red lines and basically he wants to go after witnesses publicly. That's basically the edit that is being made here. Um, and so when it, when it talks about the type of material that they want to keep secret, Donald Trump wants to presumptively release identities and names of witnesses unless they're quote-unquote confidential sources. But under Donald Trump's approach, Jack Smith would have to give the identity of the confidential source to Trump's lawyers. So then the presumption would be changed on its head, where then Trump could gain the access to it first and then post these names. That is unheard of. That is something that Judge Chutkin is not going to agree to. And as special counsel Jack Smith pointed out, Jack Smith is using the same protective order that Trump's lawyers agreed to in the Southern District of Florida case. So there is no, so why wouldn't you use the same protective order that you've previously used? Look, Judge Chutkin is not going to grant Trump's proposals. She's going to reject it. But the fact that Donald Trump is making these posts with Joe Biden drinking coffee, I mean, it is a whole nother level for of deranged legal filing. So that was the back and forth there. And then I didn't even mention the fact that Donald Trump threatened a witness in the case over the weekend. He threatened former Vice President Pence, which I believe is a direct violation of the terms of Donald Trump's release. You can't threaten, intimidate, or harass any of the witnesses. And Christopher Perez, I'm tweeting this. For Perez, Trump for prison. And clearly, Pence is a material fact witness who will say. Hello, darlings. That Donald Trump. Actually filed this protective order motion, and then just moments before we went live, Special Counsel Jack Smith responded to it. So all of that has happened like over the weekend, and now Special Counsel Jack Smith responds. But first, let's turn to Donald Trump's motion for a protective order because it is a truly deranged filing, and he includes a photograph of President Joe Biden from a post that Joe Biden makes. I guess Donald Trump, because everything is projection and confession, because Trump is using his social media platform to threaten and intimidate witnesses, Donald Trump perceives a video that Joe Biden posted of himself from his personal account, drinking a cup of Joe with a dark Brandon mug, by the way, something that was originally coined by MAGA to mean F you, Joe Biden, but the actual curse words that Joe Biden turned into a joke. Somehow that is a threatening video and Donald Trump says that President Joe Biden was mocking him for being indicted by posting that video of himself no, drinking a, a cup of coffee and
therefore Donald Trump says that they're, you're not, not making this up, that therefore there needs to be changes to the protective order that special counsel Jack Smith proposed. By the way, just a protective order keeps documents confidential from the public, like things that involve brand jury secrecy. The parties have access to, have access to it, but like witnesses whose lives can be threatened if information is posted by people like Donald Trump, who testified before the grand jury, that stuff is standard fare to be kept confidential when it comes to criminal cases. And in Donald Trump's proposed protective order, he would basically turn that entire concept on its head. So when you actually delve into, okay, well, what is Donald Trump proposing in his protective order and why, you look through his red lines and basically he wants to go after witnesses publicly. That's basically the edit that is being made here. Um, and so when it, when it talks about the type of material that they want to keep secret, Donald Trump wants to presumptively release identities and names of witnesses unless they're quote-unquote confidential sources. But under Donald Trump's approach, Jack Smith would have to give the identity of the confidential source to Trump's lawyers. So then the presumption would be changed on its head, where then Trump could gain the access to it first and then post these names. That is unheard of. That is something that Judge Chutkin is not going to agree to. And as Special Counsel Jack Smith pointed out, Jack Smith is using the same protective order that Trump's lawyers agreed to in the Southern District of Florida case. So there is no, so why wouldn't you use the same protective order that you've previously used? Look, Judge Chutkin is not going to grant Trump's proposals. She's going to reject it. But the fact that Donald Trump is making these posts with Joe Biden drinking coffee, I mean, it is a whole nother level for of deranged legal filing. So that was the back and forth there. And then I didn't even mention the fact that Donald Trump threatened a witness in the case over the weekend. He threatened former Vice President Pence, which I believe is a direct violation of the terms of Donald Trump's release. You can't threaten, intimidate, or harass any of the witnesses. And clearly Pence is a material fact witness who will say that Donald Trump, and has said in interviews, that he wants Donald Trump, that Donald Trump wanted him to overturn the results of the election. And here's what Donald Trump uh, posted about Pence. He goes, wow, it's finally happened. Little Mike Pence, a man who was about to be ousted as Governor Indiana until I came along and made him VP, has gone to the dark side. I never told a newly emboldened, not based on his 2% poll numbers, Pence, to put me above the Constitution or that Mike was, quote, too honest. He's delusional, and now he wants to show he's a tough guy. I once read a major magazine article on Mike. It said he was not a very good person. I was surprised, but the article was right, sad. And then Trump goes on to say, I never said anything bad or even slightly inappropriate to little Mike Pence. What I did do was make him, over the many people who wanted it, vice president of the United States. Disloyalty in politics is alive and well. MAGA exclamation points. And by the way, the...
messages. Fucking villain. The fucking Antichrist. Yes, Trump is the Antichrist. is not merely hypothetical. Pence was threatened over the weekend in New Hampshire by a group of Trump supporters, and then Trump reposted a video of people threatening Pence in connection with these posts that we're talking about right here. So folks, this is dangerous, dangerous stuff. Lock him up, fucking A. DOJ. Tell Jack to lock him up. Lock him up. We're just getting in the filing by special counsel Jack Smith to talk about what he is responding to, what he says. And he says that Trump's legal team is trying to try this case in the media rather than the courtroom. And then the reply brief quotes extensively from Trump's lawyer, John Loro's media tour over the weekend, and we'll show you that in just a moment, on CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, quote, the defendant's proposed order would lead to the public dissemination of discovery material. Indeed, that is the defendant's stated goal. The defendant seeks to use the discovery material to litigate this case in the media. Brett and Jordy, what do you think? And then we'll go to some of these clips of what went down this weekend. Lena Habba and John Laura are very, very bizarre. And then we'll get into what Judge Ellie Cannon did. Yeah, well, I remember a few months ago right here on this very show that we made comments to the effect of just you wait because things are about to ramp up, things are going to get real, and when we are in it, things are going to be crazier than ever, and you will know that we are in that moment. And right now, everybody, we are in that moment, and we know that Donald Trump is not somebody to go down quietly, and he is going to use all of his strategies, which when you think about it, he doesn't have a lot of tools in that tool belt of his. He's got a couple moves that he always plays ad nauseum every time, and we're seeing those right now be ramped up, but the difference is now he's being tried in a criminal case, not just a civil case. He does not have Judge Cannon in this case. He has a no-nonsense, honest judge. You know, I, I saw some people saying, uh, you know, last week in some of my comments, like, why did he say she's an Obama-appointed judge? Like, aren't you kind of tainting, like, her, her, her credentials as a judge? But I actually think it's different when you say someone is an Obama-appointed judge 
judge or a Biden-appointed judge, because those people are folks who follow the rule of law. They're actually Great people point. who are absolutely competent. And when you look at the Trump-appointed judges, by and large, so many of them were deemed not even qualified by like the Bar Association to be judges and had never even ruled on cases before. So it's really a distinction between competency and people who have never even tried cases in the courtroom, have no right even being near cases. And we saw over the weekend an exclusive report about Judge Cannon, some of her past cases, where she did basic things wrong, like forget to swear in witnesses. And she just has no freaking idea what she is doing. And the thing that I am seeing about the prosecutors and the thing that truly disturbs me about the motion from Donald Trump uh, that we saw the response to Jack Smith's request for a protective order is we see them using these political terms and it almost feels like a truth social post kind of cleaned up for a court filing. Like, even within this filing submitted by Donald Trump's lawyers, they act like this is a prosecution or even a persecution by President Biden against Donald Trump. Not that these charges were brought by a grand jury of regular people and a special counsel. They even mentioned in that photograph that they post of the meme of Joe Biden drinking coffee, which is just some BS way of trying to draw a false equivalency between truly a, a random innocuous post and Donald Trump's actual threats. But even in there, they talk about President Biden, they don't, President Biden's prosecution of President Trump. This is not President Biden's prosecution of President Trump. They also reiterate their false legal arguments, which truly have no standing, like characterizing this as a First Amendment case, when that is the very first thing in Jack Smith's indictment. He goes right after that and says, you know what, Donald Trump, you were allowed to lie, you were allowed to lie, and you were allowed to say anything you wanted about the election. What you're not allowed to do, though, is then move on to create a conspiracy where you deprive people of their rights, where you try to overthrow the election. Jack Smith, the special counsel, made that incredibly clear. And just the whininess in this so whining. Trump response. The whininess, complaining about the short turnaround time. Oh, you only gave me a few days to file the response to the judge. You were on every single TV show. You were on random podcasts I've never heard of in my life. There was not a moment over the weekend where Donald Trump's lawyers were not being broadcast somewhere. And they have been, and they filed their other thing asking for a delay. All of that time could have just been spent doing the response. But like Jack Smith called them out for, they are not even trying this case like it is a legitimate case that could very well put their client behind bars. They are viewing this through the same lens that Donald Trump is, and they are trying to create a media circus around it. Yeah, like it's like President, yeah, did President Biden tell you, hey, Trump, man, what you really need to do, go steal classified information that doesn't belong to you. And why don't you just show it to some random people and say, ho, ho, ho. Doesn't this make me look cool? Uh, aren't I better than, than the General Milley? Uh, aren't I better than him? Because that's what you freaking idiot traitor did. Biden didn't tell you to do that. Biden didn't tell you, hey, go and try to overthrow our democracy. Come up with a fake elector scheme. Yeah, why don't you threaten local and state election officials that's on audio record? Do you think... Biden did that to you? No. You did that to yourself, you malignant, narcissistic, sociopathic,
psychopathic criminal traitor. That is who you are. That is who the MAGA Republicans are. And y'all are just so freaking whiny. And one of the best things, and I'm so grateful for the Midas Mighty for your great ideas, where you told me, look, take the Trump posts, call them out like you do, but also compare them to what President Joe Biden is doing. Let's talk about the infrastructure projects reducing the costs of health care and making prescription drugs cheaper and more accessible. How President Biden is talking about jobs and better working conditions. Focus on that comparison. And I agree so much with doing that because you look at Trump's posts and it's like just the whiniest stuff, all in caps. If you had someone, a family member, a neighbor, a coworker who posted like this, who talked like this, you would need to put them in a 5150 involuntary psychiatric hold. And MAGA Republicans are like, let's give this guy the nuclear codes. And large media networks are like, well, you got the conservatives and you've got liberals and everyone's crazy. Everyone's crazy. Wrong. There is a big difference between President Biden talking about jobs and health care and equality and infrastructure and Donald Trump posting things like this. Deranged Jack Smith and our highly partisan and very corrupt Department of Injustice could have brought this bidden opponent case years ago, but chose to wait and bring it right in the middle of my election campaign or no way I can get a fair trial or even close to a fair trial in Washington, D.C. There are many reasons for this just but just one is that i am calling for a federal takeover of this filthy and crime-ridden embarrassment to our nation or how about this one that he says about Nancy Pelosi? I purposely didn't comment on Nancy Pelosi's very weird story concerning her husband, but now I can because she said something mean about me with glee that was really quite vicious. I saw a scared puppy, she said, as she watched me on television like millions of others that didn't see that I wasn't scared. Nevertheless, how mean a thing for her to say she's a wicked witch whose husband's journey from hell starts and finishes with her. She is a sick, demented psycho who will someday live in hell. You know what, Holy Donald Trump? That's what Donald Trump wrote. That oh is God. so disgraceful, so disqualifying, so despicable. Nancy Pelosi's husband was the victim of attempted murder that we saw on tape. And Donald Trump is saying that she will someday live in hell and you have a political party, the MAGA Republicans, who support this filth. That is precisely what it is. Filth. Disgusting. Nowhere should this be amplified in American discourse. And frankly, I started off joking around about it, but as I read that Nancy Pelosi post, it really pisses me off. And what really pisses me off is that you have a modern-day major political party and Republicans who support this disgusting crap, and then you've got freaking idiots on large media networks who think they're so smarter than thou, who do not cover this, who do not understand the threat, the arrogance of those freaking morons need to be called out as well. And sorry, brothers. I just got, as I read that Pelosi Keep one, going. you could see my, but...
inexplicably evil and disgusting, and that is not my United States of America. No way in hell. And speaking of hell, that was not the only post that Donald Trump posted over the weekend and even today that mentioned hell. I think for some reason right now he seems to have hell on his mind. I, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know, I don't know what Freudian uh, you know thing that is with Donald Trump right now, but you could really see that he is even amping it up to another level. Remember, there is no bottom with Donald Trump. He is not going to suddenly be like, okay, I accept my fate. He is going to continue to get worse. He is going to continue to threaten people. And at a certain point, at a certain point, one of these judges, probably Judge Chutkin, is going to have to step up and is going to have to take action against him. And I've seen a lot of people out there speculate and say, you know what, but if they remand him to jail until the trial, it's going to make him a martyr and he's going to raise money and... I hate maybe. That. Sure, Shut fine, maybe, okay. Maybe. But I don't... Like, there is right and there is wrong, and we cannot do things based on how much money we think Donald Trump is going to raise through his corrupt schemes. I don't care. He is going He's going to raise money regardless. He's going to raise money. more with you, and everybody go to MidasTouch.com, because Karen Friedman Agnipolo, who is a former state prosecutor, the number two in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, she wrote a great piece.